Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. Welcome back, Bobcat fans, to Inside the Den. On today's episode, our guest is Steve Harden. Coach Harden is the head coach of the men basketball team. Steve? Welcome back to Inside the Den. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me, and I'm uh, excited to uh, hopefully talk with you and have a, have a good day. All right. So here we are. We are closing out the semester, and uh, the kids are going to be going home soon. But you and your team, I think you have already started practice, have you not? You've been getting after it. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with the basketball team right now. Uh, yep, we've been practicing as much as we can, um, and um, we've uh, naturally been able to learn a lot of the new guys with our with our current old guys, and uh, so it's been, you know, naturally with everybody, it's been interesting on trying to figure out, um, usually we're playing right now, so trying to figure out the preseason and, and then into this part and, and what to do, but uh, uh, with all the with all the craziness and everybody says all the, the negative, there's been positives, there's tons of positive out of this and in that us at small schools we we don't usually get to keep them in the summertime and do all kinds of skill work so that's this been uh just a time to really get to know the guys and and know what they what they're about on the floor and off the floor um i think it's just been uh just a totally different kind of um one environment and two just a process for us as coaches you know, to try to look outside the box and do different things and also as players. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'll honestly say, I don't know, I'd say yours has been the same uh, coach with cycling, but, but I've been more proud of the guys than I am of myself on just not being able to handle uh, little things. But they, they've been able to keep us uh, a singular goal of we're playing, let's get to playing, and then let's work hard every day when we get in the gym and not worried about uh, that we're not playing or that we're only playing 16 games or this and that. So that's been, that's been ultimately impressive of just the, just the guys trying to, to win the day every day and really just getting better. Mm-hmm. It's been truly impressive. Well, conference Carolinas came out with, uh, the schedule, you know, you see your season opener is on January the 13th at home against Southern Wesleyan. And, uh, so, you know, man, that's two months away almost, uh, a lot can happen in two months, hopefully all good. When are the guys coming back and uh, how, you know, what's the prep going to be like during these, you know, what what is your team going to be doing even though they're away from campus and, yeah, they're coming back and then the game's on the 13th. Sort of what does that look like for you and your team then? You know, it's um, it, it's – It'll go back more normal then because we're used to coming back on the, you know, if we've been playing and then took off. Uh, we're used to coming back around the 28th of December. And so that's when we are coming back. Um, and we'll, so we'll start practice then. Uh, still working on it with um, just a lot of, lot of areas of administration just to see if we can maybe play one uh, before non-conference. Uh, conference Carolinas came out and said it was up to each institution about the non-conference mm. stuff, but that was our conference. And we'd love to maybe get a scrimmage or a game, you know, within that first two weeks before we, we tip it up with the uh, uh, defend the conference champs uh, at home. Um, but uh, but either way, we're ready to go. You know, that gives us um, two weeks to prepare, two weeks to really uh, try to see what kind of shape we're in, you know, on this break. Uh, they're off roughly 38 to 40 days 
And so that is, that's totally new, you know, for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and we've tried to, our, our whole preseason for regular practices, all we did is really talk about, okay, when you go home, let's make sure this is happening. When you go home, make sure X or, you know, this is happening. And so I think, I think they've uh, um, retained a lot of stuff. Um, we, we uh, pur- purchased an app that really helps us with the playbook and those things at home, you know, when they go home to, to review and to stay up on. So, I, you know, it's totally different, but that's that's going to be fun. I think the way that the conference made the schedule is just exciting because it's different, you know, and so that'll be a uh, just yeah, a whole different we'll, way of 16 games. Well, uh, yeah, I've got some questions about that specifically too. And, you know, as I as you step back and – I think for all of us, you know, our team included, boy, these next couple of months, we are we're we're trusting our players and our athletes to to stay on top of things, uh, because, you know, for us and for you, looking at that calendar, you start the season January thirteenth. Uh, I believe the season ends what late February, and sixteen games, and so as you said, normally you're playing right now. And that, to me, I, I would think that your conditioning is going to be very important going into the season. It's not like you're going to be able to build that fitness and strength throughout. You better come in with a solid foundation because it's going to go by fast. It is. And we're, we're, um, we're hoping two key things help us out in that um, scenario. One is um, playing um, the first couple games at home. You know, coming up the mountain for for these t- particular teams is going to be extremely tough from from the climate they're usually in to the climate that they'll be coming to. And uh, being being up four thousand feet, we're hoping we'll um, uh, take some breaths away on on some some of the teams. Hopefully, by our style, and we're blessed to be extremely deep this year that uh, we can kind of fight our way back into to game shape uh, by being able to sub a lot and play a lot of people early and uh and just stylistically of running up down the floor hopefully we can keep that uh keep that going i think that that'll go in our favor early um but again we you know with not playing any games and um jumping right into it that's just gonna be it's gonna be one of those things you know the different ways Uh, so the westland is playing they're playing a couple games in in december uh, a couple of uh, I think D1 games uh, if they get to play them and uh, so we'll have some film on them and be able to kind of know a little bit about them and uh, we're gonna we're gonna surprise the people with our new guys. Well, I do think it's good that you all get to start the season at home. First three games at home, then you go on the road for three games. Uh, you know, I I found the schedule pretty interesting. With you do these, uh, you're playing teams back to back. And uh, I, you know, I think the the matchups are going to be fascinating. Uh, and sometimes it's, you know, you're you're staying at their location and playing back to back games on two days, and then or a home and away approach. Uh, you know, playing the same team back to back. How do you how do you see that playing out? Because that's not normal. You know, you're I do right. yeah. I, I do think it's it's nice that. You know, you're you're one of your main rivals. I, at least I view them as your main rival, King. That is broken up. So you play them early right. in the season, then you play them late in the season. I like that. But yep. how about those other matchups? You're not accustomed to having to play that same team back to back. You're right, and we um, us as coaches had 
the conference office did a phenomenal job. Our conference office is unbelievable. Um, and they, they worked on about five schedules. And, uh, I think we had three originally uh, schedules, and, and we voted on them. And um, uh, myself and, and another coach mentioned uh, the idea of this one. We naturally wasn't done or, or had anything, but just an idea of this one. Uh, the D1 format is, is going is more of these for, uh, for the trips. And they just thought that with um, uh, for the COVID le- um, world right now to be able to stay at the same place and play the home and away game there um, could could uh, pretty much I guess make stuff more less uh, risk and uh, be able to get stuff um, through um, and and but also to make sure you have the same amount of home and away games. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, for example, we get we do get. Mount Olive at home, so they have to come to us, but we are not going to them, so we play them twice. But the same factor goes for, you know, um, going for Barton and Barton, you know, playing Barton at their place twice, which is always hard to play any time there. So it's it's just a, you know, it's a flip-flop. I liked it uh, versus the other schedules, only in the fact that the other schedules were were just so packed in and you miss so many uh, um, classes. One and two is – it, it had the illusion of of not uh, having of having time to prepare, but um, when you're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and you go to to Barton and then to Tuan and then you know to home at Emmanuel or something like that, you, those days in between are not really um, practice days just for the pure fact of you're getting back way too late. So uh, so so my that was the one that that most of the coaches wanted originally until they really looked at it. And then when we mentioned this one, they came back on a Sunday, Saturday, Sunday night and, and sent us what they made. And this one, along with the others, went directly to the uh, mm. ADs and they voted uh, unanimously on, on this uh, on this schedule, probably to that main fact yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, the other yeah. one was a back to back, but it was it was back to back different places. Yeah, so, well, so. you know, administrators are going to love. You know, exactly. one, there's the whole risk side of things to being safe. That's one thing. But, yeah, there, you know, it's like if we have a chance to save some money, save some resources and, and uh, stretch things a little farther, they're going to take that option. And, and uh, you know, everybody's just going to have to suck it up a little bit. So, right. Um, but that was the one part. And that's what we liked. And then, and then uh, uh, the other part that I liked was just that, it's you know, in a crazy year, you just want something different anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And, yeah. Uh, and I like that it was different. And you almost, you know, you can sell the guys on the on an NBA vibe. You know, you're playing the same team back to back days. You know, and those kind of things, and just just different. Uh, so that that part was just something that I liked. I know other coaches uh, don't. I'm kind of outside the box, but that was one that I just thought I don't. I think it'll it'll be fun. Now, after I said I loved it, when I go back and look at the schedule, and the, our first five games are are against the, you know. Uh, arguably the top five team, you know, t- top teams in the conference. And so that is, that's scary of not playing any games until January 13th. And then yeah. you get thrown into the fire for, for those five. Well, I think the fun part though, is if you, if you start out hot, that's got to give you confidence for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge momentum with only 16 games. I, I'm all, I, we've talked to our guys a lot about, um, uh, the, you know, it's a, we're almost in a football, uh, mentality of, of games you know your games mean different than they usually do with playing you know 25 games and you know 18 conference games it's just so different on this vibe and and so that's that matters and and i think what else matters is is we've really uh, pushed our guys on you know regardless of covid or not uh, playing 16 or 
you know, 30 games, uh, you have a, you have opportunity to win a conference championship, regular season and um, tournament. And that's, I mean, 16 is going to be tough, you know, probably, probably, you know, 13 wins it somewhere right through there. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's just, that's all we've talked about from, from day one that we knew that, that uh, it was going to be shortened is that uh, uh, at the end of the year, that's what matters. And, and to get into the NCAA tournament this year, because I'm on the committee, is different. We're, they're going to take less teams, and it'll be one of those things that will uh, – uh, it's not it's not been official yet and decided, but it looks like that it'll be uh, two teams out of the conference. So it's pretty much – you're guaranteed to get two in, and we're not usually at that, at that luxury. So uh, um, that's another – added bonus to try to win the regular season it's mm. just that it, it means more now than it than it usually does yeah okay well let's talk about your team itself you know it's going through your roster a little bit looks like you got four freshmen uh i want to get to the sort of the seniors and juniors because you're you're heavily uh tilted on the junior side of things you only have two seniors but you got four freshmen you know are you expecting much out of them are they going to see the floor much um you know it could we we have two we have two um Two freshmen that we recruit were highly recruited, um, and, and um, Anthony and and um, also Jalen. Both of them guys uh, um, were kids that uh, we recruited hard. They had multiple offers and, and chose us over over others. And 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 both of them had Division One to Division Two to to NEI offers. And um, uh, so we're happy to get both of them. Both of them are North Carolina guys. You know, Anthony's from Charlotte and Jalen's from Greensboro, and uh, great character kids. And, uh, and and really good offensive players and so that that part I think uh, I think they could come in and, and you just never know about you know like what we talked about early with our with our depth and our and and, and who who works I mean that it's that's the, the the crazy thing about coaching right now is it's going to decide on on what people do on these 38 days on their own is, is who's going to determine you know how much minutes they get so that it's it's one of those one of those totally different years but I think those two those two are guys we recruited very hard. Um, and then you know, our other freshmen are guys that are going to – I think they're going to have a great opportunity in the future. They're going to work hard. We don't really know um, uh, which ones might dress this year, might not, just depending on, on everything else that comes into it. But that's a, uh, that, that was a strong freshman class and a bunch of good character kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got two seniors and nine juniors. Uh-huh. All right. right. So, boy, when I look at that as, as a coach and just an outsider – it tells me, boy, if you can if you can develop something special this year, I'm looking ahead to 2021, 22. You know, 2022. Boy, uh, boy, these if these nine juniors really take off and everything goes uh, as well as you want and molds perfectly, if you can capitalize on this season, next season could be even better. So, what what are these this leadership that you have? What are they bringing to the table for this upcoming season? Well, it's a that's a great question, Tim. And it's um, if you think about it from from the NCAA standpoint, and and this and the uh, year that we're we're having is now that they got the opportunity and the option to use this year and play, but also use it as a um, uh, so-called like redshirt year, a COVID year, so uh, they can keep their their pretty much year that they're in and and still play. So uh, we met with all our guys early on and just see where they're at and. And pretty much 90 to 80, 85, 87 percent of our team is probably going to uh, uh, use this year. So most of our guys, just like what you mentioned, whatever year they are right now, they're going to stay next year. Mm. So that, so that is a uh, 
So that is a big deal. I think a big, uh, strong thing in this, in all the negative part of the COVID that makes huge positive on, on us being able to really uh, create a culture and create an environment, create a team that's going to be here and that's older, but also going to, going to have extra years to be here for a while, you know, depending on one or two guys that's, that's, so ahead in the classroom and they're ready to get on to the business world and totally understand that. But, um, uh, for most part, we have everybody, uh, that, that, um, we want back, um, Coy Kimball's who's senior, who's led us and started, you know, since he's been a freshman and a conference champion and a freshman of the year and got about every accolade you can, uh, we'll play these 16 and then kind of test the waters and, and, and the pro pro, uh, stuff and and then decide if he's going to um uh, come back and and play that that re-senior year to get the full 30 games and, and i know i know myself and his family would love to see him really have a you know a real senior year so so that's that's one that, that he's deciding but pretty much for the rest of the guys they've already looked at double majors and looked at a lot of different things and and they're uh they're excited to actually get one you know get a, to play this year but also get what they signed up yeah. for you know Year. Well, you know, I, I just as you said that, I know you and your team make a, a pretty big deal, and it's a special day when you have senior day. And uh, I'm already foreseeing, like, you're going to have to set those seniors down and say, okay, you can't double dip now. We're not going to have a big senior day this year and then another senior day next year for you. Like, you you only get one jersey to hang up on that wall. So uh, that, that that's, that's good for them, though, because I think when you get down to it, we're talking about 16 games and we're all excited about it. But when there's only 16 games, that means less minutes for everybody. Right. Right, and I think I'm I'm hoping that people see that we worked so hard, and I just don't know if, if if a young mind sees that. But you know, us as coaches in any sport see that, you know, and trying to explain that to everybody is hard. So the 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 luxury of, and I think that's why I'm so glad the NCAA uh, stepped up and and really understood that to to be able to give them, you know, this year back if if they choose to use it, just for the, that pure fact that it's hard for for a. Uh, uh, for, for a young adult to just see through, you know, uh, besides working hard every day and feeling like they've earned something, but they just, you know, you take off half this, half the season, half the games and tighten it up to a conference. And so you have no non-conference where you can just kind of like test people and see people. So you got, you know, very, very short, uh, I guess, uh, fuses where you got to pull people back. So that, that part is, uh, it's truly interesting. And then just going on with that, talking about our guys and what you're talking about, and we got we got a bunch of new guys as well. We got a lot of older new guys, but but we have with two sophomores that are transfers with Gabe, um, who's a big six nine post player from Gardner Webb that was highly recruited. He had over 35 offers, uh, Division mm-hmm. One offers out of high school. I think we offered him first when he was a sophomore, and uh, he just kept blowing up and and decided to go to Gardner Webb just to uh, just. For the um, he, he loved the school, loved the Christmas Christian atmosphere, but also uh, you know wanted to come in and play right away. And they kind of didn't think they were going to get him, and signed a bunch of guys as well. And so it was just one of those deals where uh, just the right fit was us, and we recruited him. We was his first offer, and but blessed to get him back. And, and then Justin Nicholson, who was a a superb. Um, educated smart kid he's just he's just knowledgeable about a lot of things and he he's got great grades and he wanted to uh um, be a um he put he's from palm beach atlantic and in, in, in florida and that's where he was went to school at and then he wanted to uh, uh he's transferring out and he's also a redshirt sophomore and will want to he's wanting to be a um 
a force ranger. So, oh. you know, us besides not any other schools right. are, are one of the few that, that actually have, you know, the, the majors. And, and now he's going to, with this extra stuff, he's already he came in the day that they found out they had, they get their year back. And I was like, Justin, you're super ahead with you. He's like, no, I'm, he's pretty much triple major. And he's pretty much getting mm. everything in that department. And so it was just a, um, a huge blessing with him. He's six, five guard forward that can do a lot of things. So, so those were two transfers um, that, that we felt like were, uh, were great for us and they're just red shirt sophomores. And then uh, Jamaris Harrison, number three uh, for us. Um, he's also a junior in that big junior class. It's a transfer in that uh, was highly, um, highly recruited and decorated. A junior college player from Davidson Community College just right down the road. Uh, his mom is a, a, a um, principal and he's just on great um, values and understands a great, uh, he, he's unbelievable in the classroom, but but he, he he was a great player there. He ended up um, getting, uh, um, I think, an uh, um, All-American first team. He averaged a lot, like 25-plus a game, something like that. So, so he's had ultra success at the junior college level and coming in, but trying to trying to fuse him with all our current guys. You know, we got so many um, great athletes with Sydney and Anthony Hicks and, and just going down the line with London yeah. and, and the West. And, and we're just uh, – we're um, – we're, we feel like we are super stacked, our guys do, um, just as we're extremely deep. Um, I always call us. I don't think we have one. You know, every once in a while we have one that steps up that we really have to kind of feed to. But besides that, this is a team that, like, from top to bottom, from 1 to 15, is, is truly uh, um, talented and, and and pretty close to even. So it's a uh, it's fun. Uh, for the pure part that they got to compete every day to to hopefully get what what they're uh, looking for on the, on the floor. Yeah, well, you know that experience level and maturity level will pay off on the court, and I think it's good and healthy to have uh, competition within the team. You know, if you've got to compete within your team, that's going to make you a better competitor out there against uh, against someone wearing a different jersey. And you know, you you've talked about the. You know the new folks on the team, whether they're freshmen or, or uh, transfers. You also have uh, a new volunteer assistant coach, uh, right. Trenton Burleson. Maybe what does yes. what does Trenton bring to the table for you in addition to Deshaun Motley? You know, uh, Trent is. I've known Trent forever. Uh, Trent actually was a, he's been a high school coach, um, just kind of across the mountain on the Asheville side for a long time. Um, before that, he was he he went to school at. Um, state and was involved in a lot of basketball there as well. Um, Trent was really good buddies with my former uh, volunteer assistant and Matt um, Hamilton, that is now the assistant at uh, Hampton, uh, top assistant at Hampton, I think the recruiting coordinator there. And then also uh, Daniel Wan, who's an assistant at uh, Catawba. And he actually was, was Matt Hamilton's roommate at, at one point in time. So, um, uh, I've known him, you know, for a good little while. That was my early years with, with them, and he's always wanted to get into the college ranks, and it's just been uh, timing and trying to figure out when. And and uh, kind of pre-COVID, we talked about it a lot, and was was ready to. He's ready to make the move and talk to his high school coach and and the principal. And he's also a teacher there. And uh, then once COVID hit, uh, I, I made him halt and and, and don't don't quit his day job per se, you know, for this year on, on things that we might not be able to do. And so he is also still teaching um, and then just driving over just to show the sacrifice and, and how willing wants to, number one, get into the college game, um, driving about a, an hour um, one way 
Um, and so uh, he's he's working hard, coming up in practices, um, also working there and working working uh, as a teacher, and then and then working at a couple of places on the weekends. So he is he's grinding, doing everything we need to do. Um, he's been on the road for us. I mean, this shows a shows top level of coach he wants to be and is. Uh, the day that that we kind of got him officially um, um, as a volunteer assistant, he took the uh, recruiting test and was on the road the next day. So he he he's all in and, and ready to really ready and willing to help. And uh, he is he is going to be a great asset to us. And and we knew we talked at the first. Um, I've been blessed to have a lot of great volunteer assistants and could go down the road and name where they're at now. But that that's kind of been our staple hold at Lee McCray is to get a guy for a year and to help them, you know, get it, get the foot in the door and then hopefully go on to, to bigger and better things um, in the future. And we talked to, we talked to Trent about it. It's probably going to be a two year deal with just COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and, and starting. And so if he could just help, you know, and, and keep what he's doing and really, really get started and then throw himself engulfed into the business part and the everyday, um, everyday life of being a college coach uh, more next year, but this year really being involved in the, you know, game day operations and recruiting and, and, and all of those kind of things. So, so I think it, I think it'll really help uh, for him to learn all of those parts and then also do what he's doing right now. Um, um, as an, as an older guy, I mean, he, he's young, but, but uh, for this part where he's already coached, you know, high school for about six, eight years, he's been a teacher, you know, so it's one of those uh, different switches, you know, mm-hmm. you usually have guys that are, grad assistants and come in young and so he's older it really helps out on that part on, on he's just knowledgeable about you know being on the floor and coaching and he's already did that so so it's so it's second second hand to him to more of a, a new guy that might be nervous to to jump in and drill or those kind of mm. things so it's just a huge asset for us yeah well <clears throat> i have plans of doing a, a show just on assistant coaches soon uh boy you you know you that's a that's a whole different experience for for that role and position in all the sports, uh, and you boy, you've got to love uh, athletics uh, to to be in that position to learn the ropes. And you know, we all think we want to coach, and then right. there's there's coaching. There's what people think coaching is, and then there's what coaching really is. And right. <laughs> it's two different things usually. But uh, but that's good that you have somebody who you know you want to help grow and develop into the sport. And, and speaking of growth and development, I got one final question I wanted to touch on. And uh, this is something that that we as coaches, this is what we're really in it. This is why we're in coaching when you get right down to it. And that's, you know, helping our athletes just not only have a phenomenal experience on the floor, on the bike, uh, on the field, but also to set them up for success later on in life. And then, you know, we have these athletes graduate and go on and do wonderful big things and experience wonderful things in life. And I saw... I think it was yesterday or here recently you posted about one of your graduates who had achieved something pretty special here recently. And and I wanted to highlight that. I wanted you to talk about this individual. And he just he just passed the bar and he is officially a lawyer. So share that story about him. Uh, talk about him. because I know he was an important piece uh, of your program years ago and also just what it is like as a coach when your athletes go out there and back into their communities and, and do special things like that? Man, it, it, it's, I think as I, as I grow and get older as a coach, it's, it's probably the number one um, um, achievement more than anything else. I know, uh, you know, trying to win and win the titles is all, all that we 
um, feel like tangible are and, and want to as a group. And I, and definitely I want to say that when you win together, it keeps you more together and makes each person I, I feel um, go be better, better off um, after after um, their playing days are done. Just for the pure fact that that builds a uh, extra special bond because you had to go through so much uh, to climb that hill to get something done together. And I think that really uh, speaks to to some of them after after the fact. But just just in having. Um, Guys achieve uh, professional goals, uh, marriages, uh, just growing, having having uh, children, those things, and, and getting to be a part of those, and and, and how proud uh, you are as a as a coach. You feel like a proud dad of um, of just of what what they did, and super excited. Um, you know, like Cam, what she was talking about, Cam Red, just you know, he he is officially a lawyer now. How crazy is that? And and for him to be a he was a junior college player that came to us for two years and uh, is from Winston. And uh, went, well, he had some Winston ties. I apologize for that. He's from um, down down the uh, more towards the beach on, on those. And but he also had Winston ties and a little bit everywhere there. But he he is a guy that has just uh, always been always been a leader. Uh, always knew what he wanted to do. He talked about that from day one that he wanted to be a lawyer. And uh, just stayed the course. Uh, it's pretty phenomenal. When he was when he was playing for us, and and he started for those two years as well. He also was doing internships in Tennessee and actually Elizabeth in my hometown at at a, at a law firm. Uh, during during that, I don't know how he was he was uh, handling all different situations. But uh, just super proud of Cam and what he's achieved, and and then also now getting on to his pro- professional career. Uh, now I know I have a lawyer if I need one, uh, so that's always that's always really good. Um, and then just just from him, just so many guys, uh, Jonathan Onro who just got married, he's also uh, a, a big time accountant uh, in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, uh, we have probably about six um, guys that are now coaches. Um, Austin Anderson would be one of them that, who was player of the year for us, who had opportunities to go play professional but chose to get into the coaching and, and as a high school coach. Keegan Crabtree has got tons of success in farm super sales and a lot of other business adventures, you know, that was on the championship team. So you're talking about from the 2018 team, a guy that's went up and, you know, doing very successful in the business world. Um, and then and then going on to just guys that, you know, what they talk about when they're here and want to be professionals. We've had our share of those that's going that's still playing, still playing professionally. But uh, but just seeing guys grow and grow up and, and seeing that we have um, college coaches, high school coaches that they want to actually get into the profession. And those, those ones were guys that you would never thought would be coaches. So uh, um, just seeing how, how that, that goes. Um, I know that we put it up and it, it is a hashtag and there's a lot of stuff, but it's, it's really family to us. And when we talk about uh, the, the DMB as in the Dunk Mountain Brotherhood is a true brotherhood. We can go back, to my year one and we have guys like adam and a lot of guys that are that are ultra successful uh, business in in the business world and and in the health and the health and and just a lot of things that they they're very um involved in our team and our current team with zoom calls with uh financial help with any anything that uh 
that goes. They just really want to see people uh, at Lee's McCray succeed. Uh, they love the school, number one, and then and then they're proud of the program. They're proud of the program where it is now and where it was when they first started and how hard it was for them to, to grind to get it to hopefully this point, and they want to see it stay here and, and, and go go to hopefully a bigger and better ranks. So it's just that that pride and that togetherness is, is really cool to see. This is the first place I've ever been that's truly um, kind of puts their, their – uh, money or their um their, their actions where their mouth is on things and mm-hmm. so that's been that's been super awesome on on uh, on just having guys that are truly you can just tell it when they talk i mean there is no animosity whatsoever like they truly want the current guys they don't know them at all they just want them to have success and to win and it's truly not um even our championship team a lot of those guys have talked to these guys now and, and they're like uh, don't talk to me until you until you get a ring and they're really saying it as, <laughs> as helping you know they're really telling them as they, they've all said this you have way more talent than we had you know you yeah. need to you need to do x y and z and so that that's that's the special things and then to to see guys succeed you know like we're talking about with cam and and others that that are that are just doing great things uh um in the, in the business world and 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 overall is is huge yeah well that's what it's really all about you know and and it's not until all of us get outside our comfort zone of this little community that we're in and wherever we went to school and we leave and we look back and and realize what a special opportunity it was while we were college athletes and we always want to try and share back some insight and knowledge to those who are experiencing it today and just like hey listen do not squander this opportunity you have and how precious it is even though we're going through some hard times boy if you can come through this you can do anything in life afterwards so uh, that's what it's really all about well steve thanks for being on inside the den today talking about some men basketball looking forward to the season hope you have a great one and we'll definitely have you back to talk about uh how things are going yeah thanks a bunch tim always a pleasure and keep doing what you're doing appreciate it go bobcats To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbombcats.com. Or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lees McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats.